technical difficulties, everybody, on every end of the spectrum today. So, welcome to Hometown Heroes. We have a guest. I'm going to butcher your name. (laughs) Terry Tushkoff? It's Tushkoff. 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 I butcher your name. My gift. It's all right. And and one thing I love about, you know, talking about what you do is that it's evidence, science, fact. But it's also something that it's based at the same time. And let's break um, down a little bit of what you do. All right. Well, I am the founder and director of Hypno Babies Hypno Birthing Childbirth Education Program. And we don't hypnotize babies, but we do uh, hypnotize or rather teach self-hypnosis to uh, women all over the world so that they can have an easier pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum period by using the power of their minds and affirmations and visualizations and hypnosis. And it's it's all about how you think and uh, retraining the inner mind as well. So hypnosis, people think... Usually, people think that hypnosis is like what they see in a stage show. And people jumping around, acting like Elvis, or quacking like a duck, and supposedly somebody has made them do this. But it's just an entertainment. It's just a lot of fun. And real therapeutic hypnosis is different. So hypnosis itself is a very focused form of concentration. And we are all in states of hypnosis many times a day, all day, every day. So when we're sleeping, uh, excuse me, when we're going to sleep, when we're waking up, we're in a state of hypnosis. When we are reading anything, whether it's a book, tablet, or a newspaper, whatever it is, uh, we're in a state of hypnosis, our eyes going back and forth, and we enter an alpha state, which is a life light state of hypnosis. If we are on a screen of any kind, whether we're scrolling through our phone or we're on a tablet watching a movie or a computer or a TV or a movie screen, we end up in a state of hypnosis, a state of very focused concentration. And everybody... 
has had that experience when they're driving where they're focused really, they're thinking about what's going to happen when they get to the other end, you know, wherever their destination is. And all of a sudden they're at a traffic light and can't figure out where the last five minutes went. Um, They were in a state of hypnosis. And there are many other ways that we are in hypnosis as well, like daydreaming, anytime we're just sitting around thinking about that trip to Hawaii that we'd love to take. Um, or even in an elevator when we're watching the numbers go by, we enter a state of hypnosis. So we're in a state of hypnosis many, many times a day. And so it's a perfectly natural state of mind. Um, the interesting thing to know also for everybody out there is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So nobody makes you do anything ever. No one's in control but you, ever. You decide, you choose to enter hypnosis. You choose to stay in hypnosis, if you like. You choose to accept the suggestions inside the hypnosis session, and those are just mental directives or messages to the subconscious mind that help you achieve your goals. And you can even choose to emerge from hypnosis or not. If it feels really good, you can just stay right there and relax. So it's not religious. It's not um, any sort of uh, mind control. isn't anything like that. It's just a very normal state that we are in all the time. And in therapeutic hypnosis, we are listening to somebody guide us deeper into hypnosis. And the reason we would want to do that is so that we can reach a state in the subconscious mind where we can retrain it to do what we would like it to do. And that could be anything. It could be, you know, eliminating a phobia. It could be eliminating um, nausea. Uh, It could be, you know, having a much easier childbirth experience or weight release or smoking cessation or uh, instilling self-confidence when we don't have much (laughs) normally. So whatever it is, we, we reach that point in the subconscious. Now, there's the conscious mind that we're all listening to this with and uh, we're deciding on a conscious level what what we're hearing. Do we do we like it? What is it? We're wondering about it, and then uh, deep inside our minds is the subconscious, and it's basically a vault of everything that you've ever seen or heard or experienced, um, and in little files. And so, what we're going to do is when we when we enter hypnosis we go down to the subconscious and we update its software we're not taking anything out or doing anything strange we're just updating its software to accept suggestions for a, basically a better life whatever it is our goal is and in between the conscious and subconscious minds, there's a filter called the critical faculty, and it doesn't let everything from the conscious into the subconscious. It decides what gets in sometimes, and so we need to make it take a nap. And the, reason, the way we do this is by entering hypnosis, and then we can get down to that subconscious mind. So 
in order to do that, we first get into a very relaxed and fully supported position. It's important that the body relax completely. And many people think that relaxation is just basically uh, laying on the couch and going click, click, click with the TV. And that is not true relaxation. We need the body to relax from the top of the head all the way down, all the muscles, everything, all the way down to the toes. So we guide the body to relax, and once the body is relaxed, then we guide the mind to relax and enter a state of hypnosis. And that could be uh, by counting backwards from 100, and the mind just starts to relax and, you know, release all of today's thoughts and and issues it could be walking mentally, walking down a flight of stairs. Um, there are different ways to do what's called deepening. And then once we get deep into the subconscious mind, then that's where we update its software with whatever messages that we want it to have. And in hypnobabies, the messages are all about, you know, having a, a, a normal, healthy pregnancy and then going on to have a much more comfortable birthing. And we do that in stages. It's a six-week course. And um, and so people start at the beginning and they read the materials and then they uh, listen to the tracks in order, the hypnosis sessions. And it retrains their subconscious mind so that when they're in their birthing, then they can use those post-hypnotic cues to um, stay relaxed and calm and deeply in hypnosis and comfortable. And um, would you like me to tell you guys uh, how this all started? <laughs> I would love to, but I do have a question for you. Okay. Go ahead. Quick. So this sounds like it works for natural childbirth. Yeah. Do you have a form of this that works for C-section? Yes, we do. We have a C-section hypnosis set, and um, it helps you to prepare. There's two tracks, actually three, um, that helps you to prepare for the surgery so that you relax and are calm about it and then can recover more easily. And uh, you will obviously use whatever medical anesthesia that they have, but this helps you to stay much more more calm, and we've had thousands and thousands of people use it for their cesareans. Hi, this is Linda Clayton um, in Buffalo, and um, I have had, um, I have used the hypnosis for actually for weight loss it did not help me at all for weight loss but it was very mm-hmm. relaxing and um we have in the past used um a whole dvd series from shed dr shed hempstadler which is the same thing it's just the positive affirmation and just um a relaxation um and how that really helps the the psyche um, and and the physical, not just the mind, but the physical, the relaxation. Um, one thing I did want to mention, uh, Mary, when you first started, we didn't announce that this is the um, um, Optimized by Life um, brought to you by the Hope Collection. 
um, also. Thank well, you. Yeah, thing. I know. I've, I've had nothing but issues all morning today. It took me forever to get the show to even <laughs> work. Well, good morning, Mary. Thanks. This is the husband of Linda Clavin. <laughs> and to our guest, I am the president of the Hope Collection. And so um, I'd like to welcome you to the show, first of all. The Hope Collection is a 501c3 nonprofit. We've been existing for over 10 years. This radio show has been 10 years. We've had 2,100 uh, actual archived uh, shows that we we promote and we have. Mary is the uh, administrator of operating the show today for She's personally my right-hand person to accomplish organizing and running this. She does an incredible job. She shared with me that she was invited you to be on the show today, and we welcome you to the show. And uh, I just want to let you know that Hope has eight foundations in areas that we operate under or from. We call them pillars. One's faith, most important. Second is faith, family, housing, education, the arts, health and wellness, and water and energy. So where you come under is covers a number of areas, but actually the health and wellness is really important. And that's why we enjoy having people like yourself that would come on and offer valuable advice and help. We don't get into actual prescribing or treating somebody or doing that on the phone or in our programs, but we want you to explain what you do because it is important. We do have some very strong parameters that we operate under, however, and one of them is in the core. This is a faith-based organization. We're not not shy about that. We brag about it. And so if anything, if your program is going to help someone who's needing help would utilize your services, would also understand that we want to strongly promote the fact that there's a faith element to this that is the core of making it happen. My wife is asking to, and I'm going to share the phone back. Because, you know, with the, um, what you were saying, with the, not just for, obviously, you know, what you were talking about for childbirth and how important that is, but um, it can, you know, the um, whole idea of, I, I like how you said about the um, the hypnosis, I always think of it more as meditation type thing, but with, you know, when you're driving and you're so focused on one thing and relaxed, it's, you're right, it's like the time, like, you know, <laughs> how did we get here? You know, we're, we're at a destination already. Um, but so many things, like what you said, you know, watching a movie, um, reading, reading just takes your mind to a, you know, wonderful. So, um, but, you know, I do, and you know, appreciate, and I didn't want to interrupt, you know, what you were, what you were saying, if well, um, thank you, Linda. And uh, um, yes, I mean, hypnosis is, is very natural. And one thing I wanted to share with you is that there's hypnosis and then there's hypnosis. For instance, <laughs> in, at, at HypnoBabies, um, we do have a, a two-track hypnosis set for weight release. One is specific for releasing the weight and becoming comfortable with that. And the other one is about emotional eating. And I think every single program needs to have something like that as a component in it because I think, having studied this, 
and been on many weight loss panels using hypnosis that uh, emotional eating is the basis of most of the weight problems or I would say the majority of the weight problems that people do have. Uh, some of it, of course, is is physical, and you know, some of it is because people do not eat less and move more. We definitely need to do those <laughs> things. Um, but emotional eating is is quite huge. So there's there's different ways to do hypnosis and different things to include in those hypnosis programs. We have a fertility program, for instance. And there are other hypnofertility programs, but we are the only one that incorporates a different hypnosis session and affirmation track for each week of the cycle so that we're working specifically with that week of the cycle on a conscious and subconscious level to, you know, make things happen. And so it's just maybe the difference between, you know, really having it get down there and and help the subconscious and just kind of being halfway there. <laughs> we're we're not halfway there with anything that we do. So uh just wanted to share that with you. Okay. Um so I was going to tell how Hypno Babies got started because uh I think it's important for people to understand that I was basically just living my life a long time ago. And uh, I, a friend of mine got had a baby, and she had it naturally, meaning unmedicated. Now, all births are natural, and I understand that now, but at the time we called it natural childbirth. And um, she had it with a method, a natural childbirth method that I had never heard of. And then I went and researched that because I was fascinated. I thought that um, people just went in and had an epidural. (laughs) I thought everybody did that. So I was really fascinated with the fact that, you know, uh, she had hers unmedicated and I got bit by the birth bug, and I went and I started becoming a childbirth educator with this particular method, and I was also a doula, which is a labor assistant, so I would go to the births of my students and help them through it. And they were all in a lot of pain, but, you know, supposedly the relaxation and uh, breathing that we were teaching them was helping them to... um, to have what they called unnecessary pain, not have unnecessary pain. So um, I thought, well, you know, whenever I get pregnant, I'm going to, that's, you know, it'll be manageable. Well, then I got pregnant, (laughs) and then I I went into labor. And then it was 36 hours of just really intense, excruciating pain because my baby girl was turned around so that the back of her head was scraping on the nerves in my spine all the way down and out. And 26 hours of screaming into it, I went next door to the hospital because I was at a freestanding birth center and had an epidural. And I was very, very happy to see that doctor coming at me with a great big needle to put in my back. 
and now I have a very healthy respect for people who choose epidurals because I totally get it. However, um, the baby had to be pushed and pulled out uh, when it came time for her to be born because I couldn't push because I had an epidural and my natural birth, my unmedicated birth was lost. The pain really, really traumatized me and I had PTSD from it and uh, had to get, you know, help. And then four years, almost to the day, uh, I gave birth to my son his birth was only seven hours. However, it was also excruciating. Uh, he was also turned around, so I was having back labor again. And then, you know, uh, during one particularly gnarly screaming contraction, my husband was pushing on my back, my sister was holding my hands, um, and after it was over and I was just wretchedly in pain, I looked up into my sister's face and she was sobbing and she said it should never have to be this hard and a light bulb went on over my head and I just decided that even if I never had another child and I didn't that I was going to create something I was going to find a way that people who wanted to have a more holistic unmedicated experience with their childbirth would not have to suffer like this and I did. It took me a couple of years, but I found hypnosis that helped me to heal emotionally, mentally, um, even physically. And then I became a hypnotherapist, and then I took pain management with hypnosis training, and then I found that there was something called hypnoanesthesia. And this is a real thing where people who are allergic to medical anesthetics but have to have surgery anyway, um, they they work with a hypnotherapist ahead of time and they they listen to these hypnosis sessions that basically retrain the inner mind so that when they get in there and the surgery is performed, that the surgeon's scalpel will just feel like tingling or maybe a pushing or pulling sensation and that's how they're able to use those cues, which we call anchors, during the surgery and have no drugs. And that kind of hypnoanesthesia, that's what I was looking for to put into a childbirth class. So I created a complete childbirth class. I put the hypnoanesthesia in it instead of just breathing and relaxation. And that was 22 years ago, and thousands and thousands of people have used it all over the world to really, really help. And it helps um, not only for those first-time moms to avoid that first traumatic birth, but it also helps moms who have had a difficult childbirth in the past to heal and move forward. And so... You know, that's what I do. It's my life, and I I just really love helping people with it and knowing so many people do it. So that's my story. Now, can you talk a little bit about your training? Because, you know, since COVID, there's so many people that take, you know, a quick online class or take a few hours of learning and they call themselves experts and certified, certified, licensed and whatever. 
But you have <laughs> actually sat down and it, you, you know the world I live in. It's the same world where we have to step, set ourselves apart and understand because what we do is different than what some of these fly-by-night individuals looking for a quick buck do that damages our, our, our world and our reputations of what we do. But, you know, what is the training you've done? You know, it's a lot. It's not just, you know, a couple hours here and there. And, you know, we have to, you know, recertify every so many years and, you know, take refresher courses on different things. Exactly. Yes, I, you know, became a hypnotherapist through the International Hypnosis Federation, and it was a five-day training uh, in person. And then, uh, you know, obviously the certification work, working with people, you know, doing the exam and, you know, making sure that I was supervised to be able to work with people. And I did. I worked with people uh, one-on-one for several years, as well as creating hypnobabies. Um, but I I went on to take several um, pain management hypnosis specialty courses, which are two-day courses where you are there in person and they teach you about hypnosis for surgery and for procedures and treatments. And then I took the full training in Gerald Kine's Painless Childbirth course. Now that is a course that Jerry, well, he's no longer with us, but um, he was the founder and director of Omni Hypnosis in Florida. And he created a program called the Gerald Kine's Painless Childbirth Program. And the way he did that was by sitting down with women and asking them questions about what their perfect birthing would be like. If they could have an unmedicated birthing, but still have the things that they wanted, what would it be like? And they said things like, I want to be able to move around and walk and talk and still stay in hypnosis and still be comfortable. You know, I want to be able to, um, you know, uh, have my partner be a part of this, and I want to have specific cues for specific things. You know, does is it is it in the pain in my back? Is the pain in my cervix? You know, and so forth. And he listened to them, and he created this painless childbirth program using hypnosis. It's very extensive. It was also a five-day training. And it is supposed to be used with a hypnotherapist one-on-one with a pregnant woman in their office um, uh, with sessions to listen to at home. And when I was finished, I asked Jerry if I could take these techniques and put them into a childbirth education program because they did contain hypnoanesthesia, and he said, I can't wait to see what you create. (laughs) And that was 22 years ago. So um, I've also become a certified hypnosis instructor with the International Federation uh, of Hypnotists, excuse me, hypno, uh, International Hypnosis Federation. I'm fine. Um, And uh, so I've taken a lot of training and really studied how the mind works. And along the way of, you know, having hypnobabies for the last 22 years, I've also taken additional trainings and listened to the people who use the course. 
the moms who would use the course would email me and say, you know, this worked really, really well. Thank you so much. And, you know, maybe you could add this in and maybe you could add that in. And so we changed and and updated, and we do that every few years with the latest uh, evidence-based childbirth education information as well because HypnoBabies is a childbirth education program for a reason. You can't go get your hypnosis for birthing and then your childbirth education at a different place because the philosophies are different, the words are different, the techniques are very different, the mind can get confused, and, um, and you know, consciously and subconsciously. And it's basically the philosophies, the difference between going to a hypnosis for childbirth course and learning that your mind is so powerful that it could create things right in the moment to help you with comfort physically and emotionally and going to the other uh, programs, which are actually fine if you're not using hypnosis, but the philosophy is that this is going to be painful and you just need to make friends with it and you you know need to um, practice holding ice so that you can be accustomed to how much pain there's going to be so you can relax through it there's a it's a completely different thing and there's there's nothing wrong with people going to these wonderful classes it's just that they shouldn't go to the classes if they're going to learn hypnosis and do that for their birthing. So, HypnoBabies is a complete childbirth education course. Uh, we teach nutrition and exercise and staying healthy and low risk and all the stages of birthing and all the comfort positions for birthing and new mom and baby care and everything in between so that people can focus and stay, you know, ensconced basically in everything hypno babies and that is important uh, your belief system needs to be basically one belief system and not split between this one and others so that's hopefully helps answer your question it does um, can you explain a little bit about the comment you just made about your belief mm-hmm. system and how it well, it's basically and how it confuses your mind. Okay, so if you are learning in the hypnosis course that the belief system is, and everything in HypnoBaby says this, all of our written materials, all of our hypnosis track sessions, that you are looking forward to this birthing, that it is going to be you know, better than you ever thought, that your body and your mind are going to work together, that you are going to be able to walk and talk and move around and still stay comfortable and relaxed and in hypnosis, that you're going to be in tune with your body, mind, spirit, and baby, and any, you know, a higher power that you have that you want to throw in there, by the way, um, people can use, and everybody has their own thing, so... Um, if you are learning all of that and you are learning hypnoanesthesia, that is your belief system. Your belief system is that the power of your mind 
working with your body, the mind-body connection, mind-body-spirit connection, actually, working together is going to help you to create your own birthing. And we teach them, you know, also the risks, the benefits, and the alternatives of all the common um, interventions out there in the hospital so that they can ask all the right questions and decide themselves what it is that they want. So this is their belief system is that it's completely different than the belief system. I used to teach it. Okay, so there's a belief system that says that childbirth is painful, you need to make it your friend, you need to uh, understand that the pain brings you your baby, and, you know, just basically make friends with that. Now, you can breathe and you can relax to help, you know, unnecessary pain to, you know, be abated. But the philosophy is that this is going to be painful and sometimes very painful and just get ready for it. Now, of course, not all unmedicated programs or natural childbirth programs teach that, but (laughs) some do. And so um, it's important that people understand that they need to choose one belief system So that's going to be the pain with a purpose belief system or the hypno belief system, which is that your mind, body, and spirit can help you to have a much easier birthing. Ma'am, can I come up right here? Mary's country. Hey, country. When she said, again, conditioning your mind. I remember when I went through, I delivered both of my sons. I was able to deliver them at Crawford Long Hospital here in Atlanta, Georgia. But during the process of my wife and I going through Lamont's class together, exactly what you just said, ma'am, the conditioning of your mind, understand, Mary talked about it. We talk about lying to people and telling them that life is going to be great. It's going to be hunkered up. But they never, ever, ever tell you that there's going to be pain that comes with that. Although we love the sunshine, we must still accept some rain. So one of the first things that we learned when we went into the Lamont class is the same pain with purpose. What doesn't kill you, only on bring a baby into this world. Zoop, 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 all that kind of good old stuff. But, again, the conditioning of your mind, when you guys were talking earlier about hypnosis, again, conditioning your mind to prepare yourself and you're going to breathe yourself right through this thing. Well, my wife chose not to have an epidural, but my son Bryson, when he was born, he only weighed 13 pounds and 14 ounces. So about 30 minutes into the labor, okay, I, 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 want, I want the shot now. Too late, ma'am. Go back to breathing. Go back. So I think, Mary, when you're talking about teaching me hypnotherapy, I think I knew it before I knew I knew it because it was not just to, for my wife. It was also for me to reassure myself in my mind that we're going to make it through this together. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to hold your hand, breathe, breathe, breathe. And, of course, when you get your breathing right and the pushing right, then the pain doesn't go away, but it's pain that you can stand and you can bear. What is that? I said all that to say, what is that thin line, uh, ma'am and Mary, with conditioning your mind in a hip 
hypnosis state of mind to where you can actually make it through the pain. Is that a question uh, in there? <laughs> yes, I I hear you. And uh, so here's the thing. Expectation, and this has been proven, it was actually proven by a friend of mine who's a doctor at Boston Women and Brigham's uh, Hospital, uh, Dr. Bill Kamen. He did a study on using certain words to set patients up for success and a better time uh, before, during, and after surgery, or, you know, using the usual language that basically told them how painful and awful it was all going to be. And he found, as many other studies have found, that the expectation of the patient, especially especially if the messages came from what they perceived to be an authority figure, created their experience. So if... if uh, if a doctor says, you know, now this is really going to sting, um, the patient is much more likely to because of the fear that happens, and that sets up a feedback loop in the brain, the fear causes much more pain than there would have been. Amen. And But if they say to the patient, this might be a little intense for a second, uh, maybe not, you know, we'll see what happens with you, Totally different experience, totally different. And that's why in hypnobabies we would never tell people um, that this is pain with a purpose. We, <laughs> because it, what it does is it sets up a catch-22. Yep. If a woman is told that this is going to be painful, but it brings you your baby, then she has to have pain to bring her baby. No matter what, it sets up yep. a catch-22. She doesn't yep. want the pain, but she has to have the pain now because the authority figures have told her that this is the way that it is. And uh, when our our minds, conscious and subconscious, pay much more attention to authority figures. Anybody we decide in our minds who is an authority figure, whether it's a nurse or a doctor, or a doula, a midwife, a friend, your mother, um, could be, you know, a a clergyman, a clergy figure, uh, your priest, your whoever, it doesn't matter who that is, but if they say something, it means a lot more to us. We take it on and and our subconscious decides that it is the truth. And then it sets in motion the fear of whatever that person has just said, and then the brain sets up the feedback loop of fear and pain and fear and pain and fear and pain. And no. so we don't do that. We would never do that. Ma'am, it's I almost agree. like saying the pilot, it's almost like saying the pilot says, okay, I'm experienced. I've been doing this for 40 plus years before you was born, Bob, but we're going to go through a storm and we might crash. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> but it's the 40 <laughs> theater says, it's nice and sunny and blue today, and we're expecting a smooth flight. You guys buckle your seatbelt. Everything is going to be okay. My brain is going to believe exactly what that authority says. But if he says, okay, we need to buckle out. We're experiencing a little turbulence. We might crash. I am totally in the freak-out mode right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not that everybody has to think that childbirth is a bed of roses. 
the point is to help people to understand that despite all the horror stories that people are so happy to tell them about childbirth or an experience they've had in the past, it can be so much better. And for them, if they work this program and really retrain their brain from the inside out, so at the subconscious level, then they have, you know, every chance in the world of creating the birthing that they really want. Yeah, I, um, this is Bob, um, and I, I really appreciate your program. You're, you're uh, bringing out some tremendous points that are so important. One of the things that um, I've, I've been in uh, with my uh, two wives, and, and I've been in with, with uh, both of them during uh, childbirth, and, and um, I have nine, nine children through those two, two wives, and, and um, it's, 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 I think that attitude, personal attitude, not only of the wife, but of the, but of the husband as well, um, having a personal attitude that it's going to be a very joyous uh, occasion and that it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be over in a very short time and the child will be there. And, and uh, I think that just uh, is so important that um, they both understand, and both of my wives have, have um, uh, done natural childbirths because we both believed in that. Um, and uh, so I, I think that um, it, it's very, very important. And uh, in, in our case, uh, the, the nine children, <clears throat> I think the longest was an hour and a half, um, and the shortest was uh, like 30 minutes. So um, the, the child came very quickly, uh, and with the 30-minute one, and uh, and the others, um, the, the wife had the right attitude. You know what I mean? And and so did the husband, yeah, both of us. And and I think that's very very important uh, in working together as a team and bringing on that wonderful blessing from the Lord, uh, a new baby. And so um, uh, I think that uh, with the emphasis on on the, on the child. And uh, the emphasis on that it's a blessing from God, and the attitude of, of um, that we're gonna we're gonna have a child very quickly, and uh, it's gonna be a beautiful child, and it's gonna be a, a, a tremendous blessing from God. So I think those kinds of things are, are very important uh, with with both the husband and wife. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing that, Bob. Um, I I agree. You know, uh, there are people who are just scared to death of childbirth, and I get that. It's called tocophobia, and it's usually based on uh, some – well, now our our moms have the benefit or not of going online and reading and wa- reading horrible birth stories and watching awful birth videos on YouTube and getting scared to death. Uh, we created a hypnosis track specifically for um, eliminating fear of childbirth, and it is our most popular track. Um, and it's important for people to really understand that they have control as well. That, and, and this is another thing. Because fear is so huge, and fear can definitely cause pain, um, it's important for people to understand that something they were never they're never told pregnant people are or rarely ever ever told that they are 100% in charge so during pregnancy during childbirth uh during the postpartum period and for their baby's care 
They are 100% in charge. They get to make all the decisions, and they get to, like, we teach them. We teach them how to ask all the right questions. If a treatment or a procedure is suggested by a medical care professional from pregnancy all the way through postpartum and baby care, you ask what are the benefits, what are the risks, what are the alternatives of this thing, and what if we do nothing? And, okay, now um, we're going to take about 10 to 15 minutes to make our decision, and we'll let you know. And most people have no idea that whether you're going into the hospital or to a doctor for heart surgery, a mole removed, or having a baby, or whatever, you are 100% in charge of all the decisions. And then that knowledge takes a great deal of fear out of the equation. Ma'am, take me take me back one more time to the belief system because we talked about fear being in the in the factor here. You said in order to for the hypnosis to work, one must believe. That sounds very like a Siamese twin for faith. One must believe. But again, based on your environment and your family slash friends. The friend that you just talked to said, oh, yeah, my sister was going to have a baby, but it came out breached. Oh, yeah, my sister, my cousin got pregnant a few months ago, but she had an abortion. Things that people can say to you around you, again, the conversation that you're having with experts like Mary that might be coaching you through your hypnosis therapy, then the first thing that Mary might need to tell you is you need to watch what your friends say to you. Is that a good thing? Or <laughs> if by her saying that, Mary, I'm putting words in your mouth, does that turn the fear factor up when you do hear one of your friends say a tragic nightmare story on what happened in their life or somebody else's life concerning your life, which has nothing to do with you and your health and your baby and your outcome? How does that belief factor take us back again to the belief factor on hypnosis versus the fear factor that people can inject you with versus the epidural? What a great question. So two things. In hypnobabies, we have a mental tool called the bubble of peace. And at the beginning of the program, our students create it mentally, and they make it as big as they, you know, want it to be around them. And inside, the only things that are allowed inside the bubble of peace are things that are comforting to them. So it could be, you know, mentally, it could be stuffed animals, it could be their kids, their dog, uh, you know, a picture of Jesus. It could be anything that comforts them. And then they reinforce that mental bubble of peace so that... When they are in environments where other people are bombarding them with stories of grief and doom having to do with childbirth, they mentally say the words, bubble of peace, and all around them is this beautiful, comforting bubble of peace. And it helps them. Anything that somebody starts to say bounces off of it. And it is a very powerful mental tool that is created in hypnosis and by hypnosis. Now, that said, we also teach them 
to help other people understand that their words have uh, power. So, and to, to, to please stop. <laughs> so, if a person walks up to them, bubble of peace, you know, they start in, they start saying, oh, let me tell you about my horrible birthing. They put on the bubble of peace and then they put their hand up in the universal stop sign and they say, oops, we need to stop right here because I'm planning a completely different kind of childbirth experience and I can't hear that right now. But can you tell me what the most beautiful, joyous thing about your baby's birth was? So now the person has to stop and think about it They've changed their mental process to starting to think about something wonderful, maybe the moment they held their child uh, and looked into its eyes or the the moment it started nursing or whatever it is, and then they start talking about that. And because of the way the brain works, neurologically, whenever you think or say or hear something negative, uh, neurons fire off in your brain and actually can damage parts of your brain and anyone you're talking to. So that person starts talking about something positive and the reverse happens. So now that person's brain is being affected by neural connections being made in a positive way in their brain and in yours. They're talking to you. So it, it, that is a feedback loop as well. Ma'am, actually, I love that. I just had a flashback. I think I'm still hypnotized because the word that I use and my wife utilized to comfort ourselves, well, y'all probably heard the word before, woo woosah. I don't even right. know what it means. <laughs> But I know that when I hear fearful words coming, they say, woo It's telling my brain, reprogram, reboot, refresh, re-energize. So I'm in that state of mind still to this very day. If Bob or anybody calls me up and the story starts out in a negative connotation, I'm going to say, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm going to push the pause button right in the middle of your conversation and ask you one or two questions. Number one, do you need for me to pray with you about this? And is this really going to help me, encourage me, or empower me? And if it's not falling into that category, please don't share that with me right now. I'm in a peaceful state of mind, and I can't take in any negative vibrations right now. I appreciate you wanting or attempting to share that with me, but that's not what I can really digest right now because I'm carrying a baby. So please don't exactly. tell me that. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the can idea. We... And Go ahead. I was going to ask if we could switch gears a little bit because I'm looking at your site, and you talk about binaural beats and frequency music. Okay. Um, well, binaural beats, um, when we... When we updated HypnoBabies uh, two times ago in 2015, we decided to use background music that had binaural beats. And what that is is if you have earbuds or headphones on, it creates uh, one frequency in the left ear and one frequency in the right ear, and they make a completely different frequency in the middle. 
And what that does is it helps to calm the nervous system and it helps to balance or sync. It's called hemispheric synchronization, the two parts of the mind left and right. And that helps our students to enter a state of hypnosis immediately and go deeper. So as soon as the music starts in any of the tracks that they are listening to, they start entering a state of hypnosis before the hypnosis even comes on, before they're even guided into hypnosis. And it's just from the music itself. And that, of course, works during the birthing. So our students... Like I said before, our students will um, learn and practice hypnobabies in a very relaxed state and uh, for about two months before the baby comes. And then when they're in their birthing, they can be up and around. It's called eyes open childbirth hypnosis. And in between uh, birthing waves, which is what we call contractions, they um, can walk and talk and eat and drink and go to the bathroom and you know, do whatever it is that they need to and still stay deeply in hypnosis. And the binaural beats help a lot. So even if a person is not actually listening to a hypnosis track during their birthing, and we have birthing tracks for them to listen to, they can just put on the music because we give them the music as well. And then they can do the hypnotic anchors, which are post-hypnotic suggestions in their mind or have their birth partner whisper in their ear these things and automatically the hypnosis cues that they have been retraining their subconscious mind with for months activate. So that's how all that works. Yeah, I think uh, one of the really things that is- I wanted to mention, one of the things I wanted to mention was that uh, I think the power of prayer is so important in the in the delivery of a child, um, and even during the during the pregnancy, it's important to pray with that child and and uh, and pray together with husband and wife and and, uh, and the baby before before the baby's born, and and because uh, I believe that uh, children can hear those kinds of things when they're when they're uh, in, in the womb. Um, so anyway, um, but, but especially at the beginning of the delivery phase um, and, and during the delivery phase is, is uh, praying to the Lord and, and asking the Lord for um, and thanking the Lord for, for, his, for his wonderful blessing of this, of this child. And, and uh, I think that's very important uh, as part of the mindset of, of the, uh, both parents uh, with with this with this child and with this delivery, so I think that that kind of thing is is extremely important. It, it also helps to to set the mindset, like I talked about earlier, set up the right kind of attitude, um, and, and and it helps uh, uh, helps the wife and it helps the child coming out. And so I think it's it's very important. Definitely. And I, w- I was at a birth once where um, a, a young woman, I was her doula, I was her labor assistant, and she was having, she had a long time of it, and she was doing fine with the hypnosis, but she had some issues, um, and the doctor came in, explained what was going on, and uh, said, you, you need to make a decision now of whether we're going to go you know, have a cesarean, and so she said, you know, can we pray? And he said, let's do it. So he took my hand and her hand. She took her 
husband's hand the nurse took his and we uh he prayed and it it just made the biggest difference right in the room right in that moment and then we all went out and they made their decision in absolute peace so it can make a huge difference no matter when you're praying um curveball right here in the same connotation, ma'am, you might want to give us a little bit more information. A lot of people don't understand that there's a right brain, left brain, and a central main brain back in the back of your head. And then when you mentioned two different sounds, one in the right ear, one in the left ear, I think I call it vibration harmony to where they sync, even though they're giving two different signals to the body, the brain interprets it. And creates balance there. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that that music? Because Mary, you and I had talked about it too. Bob just mentioned it. Certain types of mood music, even while you're sleep in your sleep state of mind, that vibration, that music. What are you feeding yourself? Those things are so so vitally important. But the mindset of hypnosis therapy you guys are talking about now is the right brain, left brain thing, is it not? Um, well, it, it, I, I'm i not really sure how to answer that, but uh, I, balance. I just... Balance is what I'm trying there, to say. Where do there, we get the balance? It, Where do we achieve the balance from? Well, it, with binaural beats, you mean? So, okay, let's, let's just, let's say this. Um... So when you listen to binaural beats, uh, your brain activity matches the frequency set by the uh, beat. So this is called, it's called the frequency following effect. And it means Mm -hmm. that you can use binaural beats to entrain your mind to reach a certain mental state. So that's part of what happens in the brain. Um, Basically boils down to neurons. Uh, neurons uh, in your brain use electrical signals to create thoughts and emotions and behaviors. And then when neurons synchronize, this creates brain waves. And um, brain waves can range from low frequency to high amplitude and back and forth. And the brain waves are what create the binaural beats. And this leads to different mental states, which affect the brain in different ways. So uh, if we're using binaural beats and we are synchronizing the left and right brain, we're basically synchronizing that process. I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, that is really good. Thank you. I mean, it just adds a little bit more understanding to things that I thought I knew but didn't totally understand. And that's why we love you so much. When you come on the show, you have knowledge, you have information. We already know that we're in the information stage and knowledge is power, but the way that you're explaining things, I don't. I hate to use this word, the average person can understand. They can pick up what you're putting down. Let's just put it like that. It's very good. That was good. That was very good. Well, thank you. Um, another thing is just um, that... Binaural beats can also uh, increase creativity and cognitive enhancement. They can reduce anxiety and uh, improve your sleeping habits. There's 
a lot of reasons to use binaural beats, whether you just want to calm down or stay relaxed during the day. Um, so just to throw that in there. And all the cool thing with binaural beats, I use it for my kids all the time. But they've actually come out with, and it's not that expensive, but um, for people who don't wear headsets, they have pillows, and they're like 50 bucks on Amazon that are Bluetooth so that you get that same function with the speakers being on your left and your right, and it, you can lay down with it. That's great. They're creating um, every day. Go ahead. And a lot of our, our a lot of our students, because they're listening to their tracks in a very relaxed state and they're pregnant, they might want to lie on one side or the other of their body to, you know, they, you don't want to lie on your back. Uh, so if they're not sitting up listening in a cushy chair, listening to their tracks, they're laying down, and what they get is these um, these things called Zen bands, and there it's a headband. Mm-hmm that on each side has a little speaker that's flat. And so you put it on and it helps you to lay on your side with your ear pressed down and you can still hear everything. So there are definitely ways to get your binaural beats in. That's a definite solution, just being able to have something that you could lay on that would be comfortable and be able to utilize it. So many times, you know, they just say, Use a headset and you know you will do it. Now I wear hearing aids. I can't lay in bed with them because they're it's so uncomfortable. Or I get feedback and they start. I get you know the 85 or 90 or 100 um, decibels ringing in my ear because the, the equipment isn't made to do that. But I need to lay down and I need. I don't want to have to take my hearing aids in and out 100 times a day. So I I know that sounds crazy, but that little thought that you just shared about somebody could actually get a, something, a product that they can go online that would actually accomplish so that you could utilize and make effective, make it effective for them to be able to hear what it is that you're sharing that's so important. Oh, definitely. So, by the way, you didn't even, I'm sure that wasn't intentional, but you just accomplished something. And I think for a lot of people would say, yeah, I know what Ron's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they make those headphones like that she's talking about. They're called sleep headphones. They're designed for you to wear like a, around your head, and they're you can buy them on Amazon for like ten, twenty bucks. I'm staring at yeah. it right now. And people often will they're use very, them for running, you know, and they're they're listening to whatever yeah. a podcast or whatever. Um, but their ear the earbuds won't fly out of their ears from the jogging or the running that they're doing because it's a headband around their head. And it's pretty cool. I have mm-hmm. two of them. So. Yeah, there's lots of cool, inexpensive alternatives. You know, and yeah. everyone knows, you know, that I have two special gifted children that I have to modify everything. Yeah, that's a... That's because they... Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's, you know, actually kids love these headbands. Um, I was just going to throw that in. So. Yeah, that's why I, yeah, I bought some for mine because um, they're autistic. And one of the biggest yeah. issues we had, and I really started getting into the frequency music and the binaural sounds because my son loves the Gregorian chant. 
and I went in, into a rabbit hole about it because I was trying to figure out why a five-year-old would love that music. And the, the chants have a natural frequency program in it. And I was figuring out a way to get it to work, and it helped him shut his mind down. So we started figuring out alternatives to headsets because he don't wear them. And the pillow right. works, but the headband works too, and it's like he's got both avenues there. Exactly. And a mom can control what he what he listens to. Exactly. So good for you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> any other any... questions? I was going to say, do you guys have any other questions that you want to ask me? I just want to. I just want to thank you for the for the uh, like like Country Boy said the uh, the clarity that you've given us uh, in this. Now I'm I'm 80 years old, so I'm not going to have any more children. But I have a lot of grandchildren, and I have a, a lot of children of my own, um, and some of them are still having babies. As a matter of fact, we had two two new babies in our family uh, in the past uh, three or four months. So um, it's. Um, it's it's a it's a wonderful experience, and uh, it's um, I, I I think that um, you have you have given anybody that would listen to the program like this that, that you're presenting um, that that is that is in in the in a pregnancy right now would would certainly be helpful to them, and I, I appreciate you and I thank you for all all of the the wonderful information that you've given given out to everybody that's listening. Um, and, and this program, by the way, is, is broadcast all around the world. So uh, it, it may not help somebody right here in the United States, but it might help somebody in another country. Um, and that's what I live for. It's what I do is to yeah. help everybody have a better pregnancy, a better birthing. Their postpartum can be helped as well. Um, it's And we even have new parenting affirmations. <laughs> So they yeah. can stay calm and relaxed as a as a new parent. So, yeah, it's what I do, and thank you for having me on. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Mary. Not a problem. So thank you for coming today, and all of her information will be in our Facebook group on Optimize My Life. Join us tomorrow. At noon, because we have a very, very special show, which is in the hearts of every member of the Hope Collection and Optimize My Life radio family, we're going to do a special tribute and biography of Joel Griffin and the history of the Hope Collection and Optimize My Life radio so that all of our new listeners and everybody understands the origin and where we're going and how where we're going in the future is going to maintain the legacy and the wishes of what Joel Griffin wanted. Because our goal is to keep the integrity of what we're doing and follow the path that was given to us to begin with. So some of us, Marie, me, for instance, has never had the privilege of meeting Hi. another person. Yes, Ron? I just wanted to say, and I thank you for putting this together. I know Artis is Artis is personal. She's going to be on board. Uh, Artis is Joel Griffin's wife, 
and uh, she we are we are in constant communication with her. She's a friend. She's been our friend for 40 years, and uh, I had a chance because Joel was my personal mentor, my spiritual mentor, my business partner for 40 years, and uh, he. I'm living um, the footsteps of helping move and go forward with what he had projected the Hope Collection to become. And I believe we're leaning and we're moving in that direction more faster and stronger than we have because of your leadership in that area, Mary. And we do respect and appreciate you for that. And so we're always looking for ways to be able to expand what we do, to impact people and make it a better world. So I'm going to sign off, but thank you very much. I'll second that, I wanted to say something. Is it too late? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hi, Mary. Hi, Ron. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Victoria. I just had a chance to listen in. I heard briefly about hypnosis and the things of uh, you're coming together, putting in different programs for women who with, who's bearing children. Um, I wanted to speak on that a little bit about the postpartum aspect about it. I don't know nothing about the hypnosis part, um, but I do know that while I was carrying twins, and before I even got a chance to carry my twins, I had a nine-year-old. And most thing I did was pray and try to eat the right things. And I, I feel that a lot of women are suffering from postpartum due to, like, all the things that's going on. They're, they're polluting the they polluting the earth, the air, all these different pollutions. And we're feeding our babies uh, just uh, pesticides, fruits, and vegetables, and all these different things. So, you know, I think postpartum has, it has a lot uh, to do with our everyday living. Our agriculture is messed up, and um, we're not given the proper nutrition or, or given a chance to, to feed our babies correctly, and then we're given these ginormous pills called um, prenatal pills, God knows what's in those, you know, only what, what they tell us, but we don't know what's in those, and those could have also side effects, and then they're recalling, they're recalling everything. It's like, you know, you're bringing a baby in the world from the grace of God, and we're being told to take these things, use these things, do this stuff, do that stuff, and it's like totally disrupting our whole system, our bodies as women, our bodies as women, so... I just wanted to say that that has a lot to do with postpartum. It's not just, you know, I don't think, I don't know, maybe hypnosis helped for some women, but I know for me, I breastfed my babies. Um, and I believe like the formula thing, I don't think that's good as feeding the baby's formula. Um, it's just so much. It's so much. It's just so much. I just wanted to come in and say that, that I do know that, Breastfeeding the baby is the purest form of um, milk you can give your baby, and it takes it makes them super super healthy. Um, so that's all I wanted to say, and I thank you guys again for letting me come in because I know the show's about to end. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, Mary, I just one thing I want to mention also uh, before we drop off. Uh, the, I think that the, 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 we talked a lot about the mental health of, of, the, of the mother um, and the baby also, but uh, I think the, the physical health of the mother is extremely important also. The mother taking care of themselves physically 
and eating the right things and and uh, and they were out amounts of, of things and and also um, the, keeping them the, the, their physical self their physical body in in good shape I think is very important also during the during the pregnancy and during the, the delivery yes That's all. All right. so join us tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern for Minoring to, Minoring to the Majors with Gavin Johns, who talks about faith and motivation and how faith helps him, but also how he works to help others increase their motivation and live a better life. Great. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you back here tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. And bye for now. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mary.